Welcome into 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and today we are going to react to the NFL's craziest trade deadline of all time. A record 10 trades were made today on November 1st, the NFL's trade deadline in 2022. We had our, our blockbusters where Bradley Chubb goes from the Broncos to the Dolphins. We also had our maybe under the radar TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. There was again 10 trades and that was only two of them. But the one that pertains to the San Francisco 49ers is one that I think many fans, at least myself, said, I'm not too sure about that. And that is with the San Francisco 49ers trading Jeff Wilson Jr. to the Miami Dolphins, reuniting him with Mike McDaniel, Raheem Mostert, Trent Sherfield, River Graycraft. It feels like the Miami Dolphins should be called the Miami Niners. But Jeff Wilson Jr. goes to the Dolphins for a fifth round pick in 2023. And look... I didn't think this move should have been made. I personally thought that Jeff Wilson Jr. was too valuable to the offense. Now, of course, he's not Debo Samuel. He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not Elijah Mitchell. He's not Kittle and Ayuk. We all know that stuff, right? But I do think that having someone in your backfield that can at least be able to stop the bleeding if things go awry, that's very valuable to me. Because me and you know that the Niners running back room has had plenty, and I mean plenty, of injuries. And even this year alone, Elijah Mitchell hasn't played since week one, and he got hurt in the first half. And Elijah Mitchell, and, and I harped on it the entire training camp and preseason, I said, look, Mitchell worries me. He was hurt a ton last year. He missed six games last year. Now he's hurt again this year. He was hurt all training camp, all preseason. Like, I was at training camp almost every single week. I did not see him take one snap. Now, again, it's not like he's not doing drills, but Elijah Mitchell wasn't on the field until week one. It was, uh, well, we'll hope he's healthy for week one, and then he is, and then he gets hurt again. So he missed his six games last year, and now he is scheduled to return, hopefully, against the Chargers after the bye week, but he's already missed, I guess, seven and a half games this year. There's injury concerns there. And look, Christian McCaffrey, despite many of his injuries coming in 2020 and 2021, but he's missed 23 games the past two seasons. Now, again, he's been healthy all year this year, knock on wood. That remains to be the case. But it's not like the Niners running back room hasn't had you know, it's fair share of injuries, and it's not like now they're relying on two guys who have had, I guess, serious injury history. Now, the hope is that McCaffrey's injuries are behind him, right? He missed no games in 2017, 2018, 2019. That's when he was the All-Pro, the Pro Bowler, but as soon as 2020 hit, now again, we all know what 2020 was like for us. Uh, health was a major issue that year, right? But I'm just... I'm just not on board with San Francisco, I guess you could say gambling, risking, uh, because San Francisco has put themselves in a position where if McCaffrey goes down again, knock on wood, 
Then you have Mitchell. Well, it's not like Mitchell has been reliant on his health or has been reliable with how healthy he's been. You want him to be the bell cow, but he's not shown you the ability to be healthy for 16, 17 games a season. And you have someone like Jeff Wilson Jr. who, again, has had his same injury or has had injury history of his own. Jeff Wilson was in the locker room and stood up and tore his meniscus. Like, it's not like he hasn't been hurt. But knowing that this team has lost Mostert, lost Mitchell, McCaffrey's injury history, uh, Matt Breida's injury history, the list goes on and on and on. Like, Michael Hasty, like... I can name you every Tevin Coleman. Like I can keep going here, right? And I'm just not a fan of trading away a running back that is averaging five yards a carry. And as someone that, despite what some could say a fumble issue happened twice this year, he's actually been reliable the majority of his time in San Francisco. His first year, 2018, four yards a carry. 2019, 3.9 yards, basically 4 yards a carry. 2020, almost 5 yards a carry. 2021, 3.7 yards a carry. And this year, 5 yards a carry. Again, I'm just... I understand the upside, right? Because in return, they get a 5th round pick, and you trade away Jeff Wilson Jr., who, again, undrafted free agent, right? And you got him... On, his, on the last year of his contract, $1 million. That's off the book now. You get a fifth-round pick in return, and your running back room is now Mitchell, McCaffrey, Jordan Mason, Ty Davis-Price, and potentially Tevin Coleman if they choose to use him off the practice squad. So I do understand that San Francisco essentially turned an undrafted player into a fifth-round pick, which is the same round they drafted George Kittle, Dre Greenlaw, and beyond that, DJ Jones. Like, I can go on and on and on. Everyone they've hit on, Jawan Jennings, from the fifth round and beyond. But I guess my concern is we know what this offense can and can't do when the running game doesn't work. We've seen it this year alone. Now, And that's not even predicated on how good Garoppolo is. Because Garoppolo was good against the Falcons. No running game essentially equals no win for San Francisco. Outside of the few games here and there. And if you're banking on McCaffrey and Mitchell being healthy, which the past two years they have shown not to be. Like, there is no promise Elijah Mitchell comes back and he's 100%. You can hope so. You can hope he's fresh legs, but you don't know. Even Ty Davis-Price, he had a high ankle sprain this year. There are legitimate things that, or legitimate injury concerns and history in this running back room, and that includes Jeff Wilson himself, that makes me skeptical of the deal. Now, to give this a positive spin, because I'm not trying to be negative. You got a fifth-round pick for a guy who's on last year of his deal, who you signed as an undrafted free agent in 2018. Like, just saying that without context is a victory. It's a win. Like, how can you not be happy about that? And so I do want to make that very clear. 
I am happy that San Francisco got themselves a fifth-round pick for a player who was going to be their third-string running back, a player who, after seeing McCaffrey and knowing Mitchell was coming back, said, I would like to be an integral part of the roster, part of the rotation, and was kind of told, mm, like, no, like, you are going to be running back number three. If someone goes down, you're our first man up. And he was like, what? I'm performing well enough. Like, like, what's the deal here? And so I'm not sure that San Francisco, not to say didn't see the value in Ty Dave or in Jeff Wilson Jr., excuse me. I just think they realized the fifth round pick for them is more valuable in the future rather than one year of Jeff Wilson Jr. Or I guess, what is it, 10 more games of Jeff Wilson Jr.? And I get that. I, I totally understand that mindset. But again, despite a fifth-round pick being a steal for Jeff Wilson Jr., and despite having... We just saw Christian McCaffrey set a freaking record on Sunday against the Rams. And despite having a running back right now this year alone in McCaffrey, who's averaging 4.7 yards a carry, has three touchdowns with San Francisco someone who we've already seen how he can be utilized in the offense without Debo Samuel on the field, without Kyle Juszczyk on the field. Like, there is something to be said of that this Niners team is not healthy yet and are getting back Debo Samuel, arguably their best offensive player, and getting back Elijah Mitchell, who he was your running back one coming into this year. So they're, they have now two running back ones and their number one offensive weapon in Debo Samuel coming back. Like, that's nothing to be, you know, shy about. That's happening. And so, again, I get all that stuff. Like, the upside has never been higher for an offense under Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. This is the best offense personnel-wise Kyle Shanahan has ever had as a whole unit. I could argue this offense right now is better than Kyle Shanahan's 2016 Atlanta Falcons offense. That's despite having Julio Jones, despite having Mohamed Sanu in his prime, despite having Matt Ryan in his prime and Tevin Coleman. Like, this offense here, and I I can argue this offense right now, personnel-wise, on paper, is the best offense in football. Better than Dallas, than the Raiders, than the Eagles. Like, George Kittle, I've said plenty of times, George Kittle, top five tight end. Debo Samuel, top ten receiver. Brandon Ayuk, up-and-coming former first-round pick. Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football. Aaron Banks, playing like a top ten offensive guard in football. Christian McCaffrey, one of the best weapons in the NFL, and you're getting back Elijah Mitchell, who, I mean, last year, 4.7 yards a carry, almost 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. Like, you're getting back your running back one, who's only 24 years old, and McCaffrey, who's only 26. But there just is this side of me where this is not a trade like the McCaffrey one, where I said a lot of the injuries were in the past. And it seems like this year he's, you know, no, not to be redundant, but he's past them, right? Where the injuries might be something of history. 
they are in the past. With Jeff Wilson Jr., you trading him away, this is a trade where it's not like McCaffrey, where I said, that's an instant win. You now, like, the upside is endless. With this Jeff Wilson trade, despite you getting something back, I think no one thought you ever would have for him in a fifth-round pick, this trade is something where I need to see, I guess, the outcome to say that's a win. Because it's not like Jeff Wilson was invaluable. Jeff Wilson Jr. was your running back one the majority of the year that Elijah Mitchell hasn't played. And Jeff Wilson Jr. this year has been pretty darn good. Against Seattle, 4.6 yards a carry. Against Denver, despite the loss and despite the fumble, 6 yards a carry. Against the Rams the first time, 4.1 yards a carry. Against Carolina, 7 yards a carry, 120 yards. It's not like he's been bad. And I think we will never know what that fifth-round pick becomes until the draft. And I could argue that we won't even know what that fifth-round pick will be until two, three years down the line. They may never even use that fifth-round pick. And if that's the case, whatever. But you knew what you had in Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, again, he is not McCaffrey or Mitchell or Debo. He's not a top-tier guy. But he's someone you can count on. He's someone that you can look at and say, okay, you played 10 games in 2019. He was running back number four in 2019 and played 10 games. 2020, played 12 games. 2021, nine games, and this year had played every single game. I'm just not a fan of trading someone at a position that you have had the worst luck at. I mean, how many running backs has Shanahan gone through since being here? I mean, McKinnon, his injury history, Breida, Trey Sermon, Ty Davis Price, Raheem Mostert, Carlos Hyde, now Mitchell, McCaffrey, Jordan Mason, now Jeff Wilson Jr. It's feel like it's been like 15 running backs that have seen snaps. And you have a guy in Jeff Wilson Jr. that's been here knows the system, knows the offense, and is shown to be, again, not a top-tier guy, but a valuable asset. And I'm just not someone who's willing to trade or, or I guess, is on board with trading valuable assets. Because I have it right here in front of me. Christian McCaffrey, 84% chance of injury this year. 84% chance he misses at least two quarters this year. McCaffrey has a 10.2% chance of injury per game, according to Draft Sharks. That's not good. Elijah Mitchell, who has been hurt so much on this list, he's not, he doesn't even have stats or, or percentages on the website. But I can tell you now he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven injuries. And three of them have you know, have held him out of multiple games. And you have someone who has shown you that in the case of emergency, he can step in and be your number one running back, at least for a short period of time. Like, let me ask you a question. And 
I think I know the answer to it now, but hypothetically, again, you can't play the what-if game because it'll eat you alive, right? But hypothetically, what if I told you that Christian McCaffrey gets hurt against the Chargers? Boom. Down for five weeks. Okay? Mitchell is now in. And then you have Ty Davis Price, who is a big question mark. Jordan Mason. And now you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, Mitchell's a good running back. We have him. Cool. It's fine. When, like, we have someone that can actually be as effective or close to as effective as McCaffrey on the ground, at least, not through the air, with Mitchell. Okay, fine. What if Mitchell gets hurt? Now, I'm not saying every team should have, you know, three deep running back rooms, but that's something San Francisco had that most teams don't have. A team like the Bills were like, hey, we got Singletary, and that's it. Cook's not playing well. Let's trade for Naheem Hines. There are plenty of teams out there looking for serviceable running backs. And San Francisco traded away one of theirs that in the case of there being a catastrophic injury can quote-unquote save the day, can stop the bleeding. He can be the tourniquet for the running game. And I do think that this move of trading Jeff Wilson Jr. was a vote of confidence for Elijah Mitchell to get healthy. He's currently on IR. Moving Wilson likely means that he's going to come off IR. They're going to activate him. They lose no roster spot, and they gain a fifth-round pick. Like All of that sounds completely logical in what this team is doing. Like I get every single piece of it. This is not a... I disagree with the trade. I'm just going to need an answer. Or I guess I'm not willing to wait for the answer because I knew what you had in Jeff Olson Jr. And I think he can benefit you even if he leaves in free agency, which he likely was going to do. I think having Jeff Olson Jr. on this team this year would benefit you more then that fifth-round pick might in two years. You know, obviously, that fifth-round pick could be a superstar. It can be the next George Kittle, the next DJ Jones. It can be the next, you know, Brandon Ayuk, whatever. But it's not like San Francisco hasn't shown the ability or hasn't shown the willingness to let fifth-round picks walk. Tariq Castro-Fields was a fifth-round pick this year. They let him walk and said, Go away, you can go leave for free. Kalia Davis has been a stash pick. And with a team like this, well, I'm not saying Jeff Olsen Jr. is gonna, you know, push this team over the edge. Like this isn't gonna make them a a you know bona fide Super Bowl champion team with Jeff Olsen Jr. All I'm saying is is that San Francisco already has a lot of what other teams wished they had. Superstars. A competent head coach, sometimes. A number one ranked defense. A quarterback that can lead a intricate offense. And now has, it feels like, every single weapon in the book at his disposal. And has, and still does have, a top-tier running game. But with that said, 
Jeff Olson Jr. to me a lot more valuable than a fifth round pick, which this team may not may not even keep. This team may let walk in training camp. This team may stash for a year. Like Jeff Wilson Jr. to me is more valuable than a stashed prospect. Even if he walks, whatever, let him walk. And so I don't necessarily agree with the trade. I'm open-minded by all means. Completely open-minded by any means. I hope that fifth-round pick becomes Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and DJ Jones and whoever it might be they draft or maybe even trade for with that pick. I hope the trade works out completely. This is San Francisco essentially playing chess, not checkers, right? Saying, wow, we have too many good running backs. Let's trade one and give us some freedom, open some very minimal cap space. But, and maybe the other side of this is, again, a vote of confidence. Mitchell's coming back and going to play against the Chargers. But also, maybe this is them saying, we really, really like the progress Ty Davis Price has taken this year. Like, there's a good chance that this year alone that they believe that Ty Davis Price is going to be their Jeff Wilson Jr. Very similar. And despite only getting 16 carries this year and 37 yards and 2.3 yards in attempt, maybe they see the upside in their third-round pick. Maybe they see what they didn't see in Trey Sermon last year. And it's not like Ty Davis Price has gotten buried on the depth chart. It's He was running back number two to Jeff Wilson's running back number one. Then TDP got hurt. Now again, another concern, but I do believe that this might be San Francisco saying, okay, we have McCaffrey, love him. We have Mitchell, love him. But we also have Ty Davis Price, who we like as well, who we think can be something, who can be, you know, I don't want to say a cheap or less less expensive because he's a third-round pick, but you have to find out what you have in guys, right? And giving someone like TDP a chance in the case it does come up might be, or they might feel that he's ready to go. They might feel like he's he's ready for the challenge to be RB1 if that time comes. And I think for a young player like TDP, for a fan base who was like, I like this trade, kind of? Like, I love Del Jefe. (laughs) Like, okay, why are we doing this? Like, I didn't think they were going to do anything. I thought maybe a defensive lineman, but it feels like Jordan Willis might come back soon. And I said, just stand pat. Like, you don't need the dress for running backs. It's McCaffrey, Mitchell, Wilson Jr. TDP can be inactive for all I care. And then you can cut somebody else. Like, they just cut Akeem Spence today. It's not like they need seven defensive linemen. And, you know, it's like now they have two free roster spots. One will likely go to Mitchell. The other one is like, I don't know who that's for. No idea. And so, maybe they're going to carry five running backs? I don't love that. In regards to being active on Sunday, I like the idea of having five running backs. 
And that's why I loved McCaffrey and Mitchell and Wilson and Titus Price and Mason. And you can have Tevin Coleman on the practice squad as a reserve. Like, that's that's six deep guys who you know can at least give you something every single week or could, could be something for you any given Sunday. Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, right? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of the trade because I don't like it currently. Despite everything being positive for San Francisco in the trade, I just think, again, that Jeff Wilson Jr. might serve this team better on this roster now in 2022 than a fifth-round pick in two or three years. And, which is weird because it's not like this was a big trade. Like, the Rams did nothing. Nothing. Good. The Rams had exactly as many trades as Aaron Donald's had in the past seven regular season matchups against the Niners. Literally, Zero. Zero sacks for Donald. Zero trades for the Rams. The Rams couldn't even trade a player on their team that said, I don't want to be here anymore. He literally said, I don't know if me being here is best for my career. And nobody came calling. How sad is that? I'm telling you, Super Bowl slump for the Rams. It's happening. And I get it. They beat the Bucks. They're four and four, same as us. But I mean, come on, it's a little different. It's a little different, you know. Different a little bit. It's a little bit, you know. That being said, this has been the this has been the NFL trade deadline special podcast by yours truly, Sterling Bennett on 49ers Access. But guess what? It doesn't stop here because if you want to know who gets cut, who gets signed, is Elijah Mitchell coming off injury reserve, you're going to want to follow us on social media. At 49ers.access is the Instagram. At 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. You are not going to want to miss a thing. Also, use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com to go to any sporting event, any concert you'd like to. If it's Niners against Chargers, Niners against the Cardinals in Mexico City, Niners against Tom Brady, we finally get Jimmy G versus Tom Brady for the first time since Jimmy G got traded to San Francisco in 2017. That game's happening at Levi Stadium very, very, very soon. If you want to go to any of those games for a little cheaper, again, use that promo code 49ERSACCESS. 49ERSACCESS. Also, use our Fanatics link down in the description. You want to buy some Niner gear? You want that McCaffrey jersey? You want Debo Samuel and George Kittle? You want those jerseys? Use the promo code, or excuse me, use the link down in the description. Go to fanatics.com and support the show by buying some Niners merch. I know you want some. I know you want that Nick Bosa 1994 red throwback. I have it. It's pretty nice. I know you want that McCaffrey number 23 jersey. I know you do. I know you want it. And if you're going to buy it, you might as well use the link down in the description on fanatics.com. And until next time, don't forget to leave a like, share, subscribe, leave that review 
My name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And stay faithful. Stay faithful.